Hi friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Today, I have Hannah Falk joining me. She is a child and parent EQ coach, and we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, and maybe you can just explain again about how you got into this work. Sure. I got into education and traditional education and it, it didn't work out for me. And I, I ended up connecting with an international nonprofit. I worked with them for many years. I got to teach thousands of children what at that point was called character education. Now we consider social emotional learning. I, I worked with children. I took them through three years of a curriculum that helped them to understand how to make choices, how the more effort we make, the greater satisfaction we get, how we're all connected and, and treating each other kindness. We did that for three years with each child. It was an incredible life-changing experience for, for them and for their parents because we, we also created cultures of care within the school. So we would have parent meetings. And they, did they do like meditations and art therapy and stuff like that? Yeah. You incorporate all of that. Yeah, we incorporated all Beautiful. So it was, it was It was really incredible and it was a dream. So this organization shut down their teaching model and I've had this unique experience. So I became a children's coach and then I started integrating different modalities, mindfulness and, and neuroscience, which has been really, really cool uh, for kids to learn about their brain. Like it's amazing when they understand that nothing's wrong with them. And so we still do mindfulness meditation, we play games, we do art projects together. And then, you know, for families as well, similar, I'm offering a learning circle for parents now, which we're also a lot of those, a lot of those modalities for them and practices that they can use. What does emotional intelligence mean to you and how do you teach it? So emotional intelligence is understanding and recognizing what's happening inside of us before we respond so that we can use that response towards our benefit. So if we're going to a happy engagement, we're going to a party and we're feeling happy, then that feeling is going to serve our purpose, which is to be at a party and have fun. But if we need to do an assignment or homework and we're feeling 
lazy, that feeling isn't going to support us. So if we know that that's the feeling that we're feeling and we know strategies to help pull ourselves out of that, then we can push ourselves to do the thing that we need to do. So it's about counting where we are so that we can either use it towards our benefit or manage it so that eventually we can get to using it towards our benefit. And sometimes managing means you, it might take a little bit longer depending on what it is, but it's being in touch with those things. It's being in touch with what's happening inside of you before you respond so that you can, you're actually really in control instead of your feeling right. in control of you. So that's what it is in a nutshell. And that's not just for kids. I mean, that's something that everybody, we all struggle with on a daily basis. Procrastination, right. doing what we need to do, recognizing how we feel inside, not reacting to the situation as it is, but realizing how do I feel about it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Quote by this neuroscientist, his name is Antonio Damasio. And he says, we're not thinking machines that feel, we're feeling machines that think. So we feel first. And then we think. So we make these goals or, or we decide we're going to do something and then our feelings change the way that we act. So there's a lot there and there's a lot for us to work on as adults. But my focus is for children and now adults, right? Because it's the, really the only way that children will learn is when the adults around them start to do it too. It's not, not something you can just tell someone to do and just let them do it. Like they need to experience it too. It's, it's a social learning that happens. It's social emotional learning. So the way that I teach it, I do one-on-ones with children and that's pretty customized depending on where they are and where we can, you know, where we start. It's different for everyone depending on what parents tell me about their children. I might start them in a different place. I do group sessions where I intake from different parents and put a curriculum together for, for that specific group. Or I do courses where I just create a very basic curriculum that takes children through 10 or 12 weeks of curriculum and really teaches them skills that they can use. And I'm always integrating the parents. I'm always giving the parents things to do. I'm like, you know, I send very long emails with a few attachments of like, these are the posters you can put up. These are the resources you have. Why don't you practice this at home? Because it really is a culture. It's not just, it's a culture and it's a practice. It's not just like another class. It like affects the whole way that you kind of approach. It's interesting because I like the way you described it. I did an interview with a functional medicine doctor and, you know, he talks about like different things that are like in terms of his approach to health, like getting enough sleep or not eating until a certain time. It's not like a diet. It's not like a healthy tips. It becomes like a way of life, a way that you approach. It sounds like a similar way, but more on the emotional side. And, and that would also take into account his practice as well, because emotionally, I, I probably, I need a lot of these practices in order to also emotional to be able to be focused. You know, if I'm not healthy, I to drink enough water, all encompassing. Amazing. So what would three points be that you would tell like a family who's maybe interested in starting social emotional learning for their children or learning more about it? What are maybe three things you would tell them about getting started with the work? Well, the first thing I tell people is, and this is where I start even just where I try to start curriculum unless I see otherwise, is that there's no such thing as a bad feeling. There are unpleasant feelings because even anger can be used for good. So the idea of not judging feelings as they come up, as parents, we don't want to judge the feelings that our children are feeling. If they're angry, they're not bad, they're not manipulative, they're just having a feeling. And same for us, right? So that's the first thing we want people to know because we judge our feelings. We judge ourselves for being, we get upset that we're upset. <laughs> and we repress them. Like recently, for example, I did a lot of shadow work and 
what I realized was that there was a lot of angry feelings that were as a child, like you weren't supposed to get angry. You're supposed to be like a nice girl. You were supposed to, you know, be polite. So that, that anger about different situations was put into the shadow and disassociated from. So somebody could have asked me like, Oh, Debbie's not an angry person. She doesn't have anger. But when I really went in and did some shadow work and uncovering, I found that there was, you know, those energies that I had just basically disassociated from, you know, and set aside. And thank God I was like in a place where I was ready to like deal with them. Actually, situations in my life happened where brought up the anger. And then I said, oh, this doesn't make sense that I'm so angry about this situation. It must be something that happened when I was a child. So I think the, the work that you do is so incredibly powerful because you're basically giving kids the tools so that they don't have to go through this this kind of work that our generation is doing. They're going to be prepared in a different way. Yeah, but it always takes the parent to get involved because if the child knows these things, so if we talk about a broke mindset or if we talk about how our feelings matter, but then we have parents at home that repress, don't recognize, yell, then it gets confused. So it is, which is recently why I really started to work with parents and target parents because I, I grew up in a really loving home and I always say that but we all grew up a lot of us grew up in loving homes and got wrong messages nobody even if you had a good childhood and you had loving parents we all because we're souls here who are here to make certain corrections we have things to overcome and things to learn so it had to come in some way exactly I, I think because of that I didn't want to work with adults for a really long time so something in me changed <laughs> recently. And, and I think, you know, I realized that it's a responsibility of that, that it just, it doesn't flow and it's not within the benefit of the child to only, you know, when I have this information, only, you know, share it with, with them when really family needs it to. So I've, I've started creating content for parents and courses yes. for parents. Yes. By the way, if anybody hasn't been to Hannah's Instagram page. It has incredible videos, incredible tips, great quotes, like in a really simple way that you can just kind of like pick it up and use it in your day. I don't have kids and I go to your page and I get something that I can use for myself, you know, because we're all just big kids. Yeah, exactly. We're all children. So I want to just give people some juicy tips that they can use. So parents are on a daily basis. Like I said, I'm not a parent, but I have a lot of nieces and I have, of course, many people that I've watched children and been around kids. And I myself used to be a teacher. So I know that you're going through a lot of scenarios on a daily basis, whether it's with little, little children, tantrums or bigger children in terms of wanting to get their way or wanting certain things. Can you give examples of scenarios that happen and how would you take it into a space of social emotional learning because oftentimes we just see what happens and then we react to like this surface story like the kid wants candy and I don't want to give it to him but there's always something deeper going on like something that we can learn so can you give us some examples maybe of scenarios and how you would take it to a level of learning just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarby. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one Theta Healing session with me. Thank you so much, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode. So one example, and this can happen anytime a child is having a feeling. It can be 
anger, upset. It can be any situation and it can be about anything. It could be about somebody taking their toy. It could be about them not getting to go somewhere that they wanted. It could be about them not wanting you to put the seatbelt on because they want someone else to put the seatbelt on or their ice cream's on the floor. Anything, anything. Frustrated about a test or frustrated about a friend. The first thing to do that really makes it a teachable moment also for them, but also helps you to connect to them is to share empathy with them. And this can be hard sometimes for parents when the child is making them feel upset through their behavior or through their feelings. So sometimes the child may be yelling at a parent and that might be disrespectful. But when we focus on that respect, we lose the opportunity to teach the child the emotional intelligence point, which gave us the respect later. The first thing is to empathize and to say to that child, you're crying right now. It seems like you feel upset or you are yelling. So you must be really angry. And in that moment, you're connecting with the child and then saying, if, if, if they want to hit, you know, so I see you're crying. I see you're upset, but hitting is one of the rules we don't do because it hurts others. So why don't we go take deep breaths together? Why don't we go for a walk? Why don't we play a game, a quiet game, something that will help us to calm down. And then we'll talk about this. And it doesn't mean that we're letting a child get away with something in that moment. It's just child is having a big feeling. They're not able to talk to you or rationalize with you. So that big conversation that you want to tell them about how things are. So it, you, we need to have that moment. And what this does is that it teaches children, one, crying might mean that I'm upset or depending on whatever you pointed out. If I'm breaking things, that that means I'm angry. Maybe I didn't realize that before. So by saying to that child, wow, you're doing blah, blah, blah. You're doing this act. It seems like you feel this way. They start to understand that their actions are a result of their feelings. You're letting them know that it's okay to be upset in that situation, especially if you say something like, you know, I understand I would be frustrated too, or I would be upset too, right? If we were three years old and someone took our toy, we would be upset. It's okay to say that, and that helps them to see like, okay, this, this makes sense. But then by saying, but we don't hit, then you're letting them know. So even though I'm upset, that doesn't give me the right to hurt others. You know, them calming strategies, so you're also teaching them calming strategies. And then you've also taught them how to empathize. So there's a lot that you learn that a child can learn from this interaction, especially when you do it. Like you try to do it as often as you can because you're, you're teaching them emotional intelligence throughout. You're teaching them how to recognize their feeling rather than be overcome by it. Mm -hmm. How to become aware of our feelings rather than become so they don't control us. I mean, that's like something we all deal with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why your content, by the way, check out her content because it's really helpful for adults. And it's put in, sometimes when you learn things in the way of a child, it makes it easier. It's like, oh yeah, you know, when things are so complicated, I mean, it's good to really dive into things and really get deep about awareness and emotional awareness. But sometimes I find something that's presented for children is easy and, and practical for me to take for myself. I wanted to ask you two tips that you would give parents if you have any I know we kind of went through a couple but you have two tips for parents and for children about emotional intelligence so so for parents really it's more about the practice of the parent than it is about what they tell the child because if if the if a parent tries to practice this they're naturally going to pass it on so you know trying to be aware of how we're feeling that's a big that's that's one thing that is about And another thing is to try to be aware of how we're feeling and when the feeling that we have isn't really helpful, 
storage situation. And then two, try to find ways to take care of those feelings that aren't helpful for us in that situation. Maybe we're tired, so we need to take care of that. Maybe we're really angry, so we need to talk to somebody. Whatever it is, because if we're feeling anxious, we're going to yell. Really looking at the, being aware of those feelings and then seeing how we can take care of them in the moment, but more, more maintain. Like, how do we take care of our feelings on the off time so that when these feelings come up, they're not as explosive? I mean, it can be really hard in the moment if you feel really triggered by a situation with your kid, really exhausted or upset or angry, disrespected. Like I'm sure that in the moment, it's really hard. But what you're saying is not just about, you know, not reacting to that, but finding later how to deal with what the underlying cause was. I mean, in retrospect, once it happens, like we don't want to say, okay, well, it's okay to yell at kids, right? But it's okay because then you can repair and you get to teach them how to repair it. You can say, you get to say to that child, you know, I was really frustrated and I yelled at you. I'm really sorry. That must have been scary. Not what I want to do, but I'm also working on my big feelings. So there's, there's no, there's no mistakes. It's life practice. So you think it's helpful sometimes to let your children know that you deal with the same things to be vulnerable in that way with your child. Is there a balance with that? Because some people might be worried, oh, they might see me as not the parent. So, I mean, you don't want to tell them your deepest, darkest vulnerability, but within what's in relation to them, yeah, it's okay for us to say to them, you know, this, you're yelling right now is really making me upset and it's making me want to yell. And that models it for them. That lets them see live how it works and also that it's, it's not okay to yell. There actually is a teaching of, of boundaries. That's amazing. Something came to mind. What would you say is the biggest issue that parents and children come to you with? What do you see most often? Anger. Anger. And you know what? Because I feel like it's something that none of us in society, we've been kind of conditioned not really to feel, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we've been... In a way. There's, there's actually an incredible book called permission to feel and it really catches that that idea of how we haven't we haven't been given permission to feel all these years you know we've always been told not to make noise or not to react you know even sometimes within being trying to be proactive you know, or spiritual right, yeah you know, we don't react but then we suppress so when i started to learn about this i started to realize oh this is key this is is really key. It's not just to push it. We need to we need to use it. We need to channel it. And not it's always going to take us into that higher. I mean, I think always think of things more on like a vibrational, spiritual frequency level. And sometimes when those really strong frequencies come in, they're there so that you can kind of like a wave yeah. to like ride it to the next level. But if I don't allow the wave to come through, I'm not saying. I mean, obviously, I don't think that you teach us either. Like take your anger out in like the craziest way, you know. But Give yourself a healthy way to feel it. We build calm spaces and we make calming rituals and we do paper breathing. And... Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and for parents, maybe screaming in the car when no one's there, <laughs> getting it out. Whatever you need. <laughs> Done that before. <laughs> it makes me a nice person. So. <laughs> yeah, allowing that energy to flow. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Hannah. Is there anything else that you feel you want to share with? Yes, just let's be okay with feelings and let's let's let them in and try to to use them and and learn more about them they can teach us a lot about ourselves and join my learning circle if you're a parent or a caregiver i have a learning circle that's starting 
July 8th. It's going to be, it's going to be ongoing, but the first session is five weeks. And we're going to learn all the basics of how to recognize emotion and why an emotional vocabulary is so important and how it actually helps us, how the brain and feelings are connected and why they're so tricky and different ways to create rituals at home and strategies we can use for ourselves and kids. And people are, I'm going to give out resources, things people can use on their own and use with children. So I'm, I'm trying to give parents what I have so that they can pass it down to their children. And who knows, maybe just, you know, I love children, but it'd be great to just give it to the parents and let them do it because they can do a better job. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you do. I know that you've impacted probably thousands of children for many years to come and really helping the next generation. So you've done a lot of work for all of us. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So nice to connect. Okay. Lots of love. hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care, lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.